Okay, very good morning to all, huh? brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. So today is Sunday, 29 April, 2018. So we are having house dana huh? at Huirong's house. So first of all, huh? on behalf of all Kayanamita, I'd like to thank huh? Sister Huirong and family huh? for hosting this house dana. This is our April month house dana. Huh? And also for inviting us all, huh? Kayanamita, over to partake in this very wholesome activity. Then yeah. as you can see, uh, it's a very cozy and very nice house. Uh, it's three-story, uh, uh, two and a half or three-story. Uh, uh. So like Herong said, uh, he doesn't like a lot of messy things. Uh, she got to look after the house. <laughs> so she just put whatever that is. Uh, necessary, which is very good, and I find it very nicely eh, arranged and decorated. Although simple, but cozy and beautiful. Eh? Then she also told me something which I find very uh, interesting. She said, since they bought this house, they didn't touch anything. The original paintwork also retained, like police station, they said the blue color. <laughs> but the rest all Pain. So they have become the few unique ones left with the police station car. Uh, but this blue is deep, uh, deep blue. Uh, then you see the poster, uh, top of the world, uh, uh, above everybody. So I think he liked mountain. No wonder she used to go Nepal, uh, uh, Nepal and other areas. So I believe most of you all like me. Uh, first time uh, came to Sister Huirong and family's house. Uh, how many of you came before? <laughs> and on here, the rest. Outside. Oh, outside on here, never come here. So everybody is new uh, to the house. Uh, very nice. Then for your info, uh, you need to use the washroom, it's upstairs. You go up the staircase, turn right, on your right uh, is the washroom. Uh. Then when I was up there, yourself, you see the washroom. Oh, I saw there's another flight up. That's why I knew it was two and a half. Sorry, yeah. so they bought it very cheap, eh? uh, about 300 plus a bit, eh? second hand, but it's a good house. So according to her, it was a blessing in disguise. A lot of people knew that there is a highway passing by, eh? LTP or the no one. Then they decided to sell, and she said she doesn't know anything she buy. Uh, but finally, the highway was uh, not confirm and I think they decide not to do it because a lot of people protested. So blessing in this guy. That's why I don't try to know too much. <laughs> when you are sincere, eh, things will go your way. When you are not sincere, things will not go your way. Eh. That's why they say honesty, sincerity eh, eh, is very, very good virtue. Eh. Then he say our dialect, eh, Gong Gong Chia Ti Gong. Don't be too smart. <laughs> if you're too cunning, too smart, you will make mistakes. Uh, but if you don't know, you just buy. Then it's a blessing in this guy. And I told some of you when we just arrived, I used to own this condo at Sri Damansara Court. Uh, I also say, because I'm an engineer, that's why it's different. 
Highland Tower collapsed that year, remember? Uh, 1990 something. They put on sales, advertise this condo for sale. Nobody dare to buy because Highland Tower just collapsed. <laughs> so the price came down to very low. So I bought it for 90, I think about 95,000. Uh, then immediately before it complete, the price went up to 180. Uh, so it was a good buy. That's why when people panic, uh, you should confidently go and buy. <laughs> Don't be panicked. <laughs> Because not all Highland Tower will collapse. <laughs> that project in KL Antarabangsa there it collapsed because of multiple reasons. Eh? The drainage and other things. Mm. And also that mountain formation eh? was not uh, conducive. Where I was the consultant to one of the big listed company. Then they got a piece of land there just next to Highland Tower. Uh, so the client said, Dio, we need you to help us to check any way we can develop the piece of land. So I went there. First time I went to Highland Tower, the same road go out. Huh? Highland Tower on the left, their land is on the right. <laughs> then I saw the mountain formation high up. I said, you got no control of the runoff from the catchment upstream above your land. You cannot develop this piece because there is no way you can prevent the erosion. And that's what happened to Highland Tower. Where after they finished, the building was standing for the past 10 over to 20 years. But because of this runoff, or they call it uh, the rainwater, huh? after it rained, then it will have to find its way down. Yeah? So because this is a very massive mountain area, and Highland Tower is not at the summit, it's somewhere lower. So a lot of water that runs through that place, they get diverted. And nature is very funny because there was some erosion behind the Highland Tower. So this water formed a gully. Then it cut through the building, didn't it? But nobody knew there was no proper maintenance. Then I saw the listed company, the client's land also same from the survey. There is a big gully down there. It's a flow path for this runoff. Yeah. And because it is a forest, a lot of leaves, everything together with branches, they were all trapped there. Then during heavy downpour, all this will be taken off. So when it taken off, it's like a uh, like a reservoir of water eh, being trapped up there. Eh, then all of a sudden it just slides off. Eh, that's how that building collapsed. So these are the things. So when you understand, eh, I came and looked at this side. Oh, I say this S3 Davansara mountain is very small compared to that and very stable. <laughs> no such problem. So that's why I bought. Eh, my I bought was because I want to switch. Yeah. I switched the property yeah, from Taman Sri Muda to here. Yeah. I managed to sell there, better price, then I shifted to here, 90,000. Then I sold 100,000. Then I bought back cheaper near 
Pelangi Sri Damansara. Ah sorry. Uh, Pelangi Damansara. Uh, one utama deh. Uh, so that one I bought. I think 132. I sold this one not at the peak. SD card I sold 160 or 160 plus. Then I switch over to there. Nearer, better location, but cheaper. <laughs> Then every time I do it, I cash out some money. Then I never knew the 132,000 Sri Ramansara card can become 500,000 within such a short period uh, because of location. So in life, take care of karma. Don't be so uh, calculative. <laughs> Be simple. So based on simple understanding, you will know how to develop the condition to have proper investment and other things. Okay, coming back to house Dana, I was told today we are going to have a special one. We are not going to have our food first. Whoever who is hungry, <laughs> go to the back. Wrong say you can eat first. Don't worry. And we will have our sharing. Uh, I think it's just nice. Now it's about 11.35. Uh, then we may finish at uh, one o'clock. Uh, one o'clock, just nice. Uh, then we can have our lunch. Anybody hungry? Don't be shy. <laughs> Go and have your food. Uh, most of us have our breakfast. Uh, uh, okay. So we will begin our puja first. Uh, You will ask me a question. Where is the altar? Those who came in late. Uh, the altar is inside. Very nice uh, in the room there. But we don't need altar. Well, the triple gem is in our heart, our nature, and the sana. Uh, and the Buddha nature is everywhere. So you don't need to have specific location. Uh, if you have faith in the triple gem, the triple gem is always within your mind, uh, your nature. So we compose our mind, develop the faith, sada, virya. Then mindfully, we shall commence the Buddha chanting. Eh? We will chant the arahang first. Eh? Now, if you want to face the altar, you can. Eh? Those who want to go in also can. Eh? Pass the chanting book out. Eh? Eh? Pass me one also. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We are ready, then we can just go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, everybody ready? Yeah. Okay. Compose your mind, develop the faith, Sada Virya, then mindfully we shall commence the salutation. Arahang Sama Sambuddho Bhagawa Buddhang Bhagawantang Abhiwa Devi Bow <coughs> Suakato Bhagawata Dhammo Dhammang Namasami <coughs> Supati Pano Bhagavato Sawakasango Sanghang Namami Then we turn to page one of the chanting book. Eh? 
we will chant from the Vandana Sthana. Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang saranang gachami, Dhammang saranang gachami, Sanghang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi Dhammang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi sanghang saranang gachami Tatiyampi buddhang saranang gachami Tatiyampi dhammang saranang gachami Tatiyampi sanghang saranang gachami Panati pata viramani sikha padang samadhyami Adinadana viramani sikha padang samadhyami Kamesu michachara viramani sikha padang samadhyami Musawada Viramani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Suramiraya Machapamadatana Viramani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Now we are Chandapadipa Puja, offering of light. Ganna Sarapaditena Dipena tamadang sina Tiloka dipang sambuddang Pujayami tamodudang Ganda sambara yutena Dopena hang sugang hina Pujaye pujaniang pang Puja bacana mutamang Vanna Ganda Guno Petang Petang Bhutsuma Santatin Jayami Monindasa Siripada Sarorohe Pujemi Bhutang Kasumena Mena Punena Matena Chahotumokang Pang milayati yata idang me Kayo tata yati vinyasa pavang Adivase tunobante Paniyang parikapitang Kampang upadaya Patigan hatumotamang Adivase tunobante pale parikapitang anu kampang upadaya 
ปฏิกันหาทุมุตมังอาดิวาเสตุโนบันเตโตจานังปริกาปิตังอนุกัมปังอุปดายาปฏิกันหาทุมุตมังโอเค then we will do our puja aspiration based on our understanding of the significance of all this puja offering. Huh? We supposed to do the puja offering. Huh? Let us do it from here. Huh? We don't have to pass it around. Huh? We rejoice with all the offering on the table and all the food that has been prepared for this house down. Huh? Together with, do you arrange anything for offering at the altar? Huh? Done, hello. Yeah, jambu you ah. The clear water, everything got ah. Ah, sadu. So we assume we offer from here. Huh? We rejoice. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Then, based on our understanding of the significance of all these puja offering, we shall invoke power, truth, and invocation of aspiration. Huh? Understanding the significance of offering of light to the Buddha. We will chant. May this offering of light to the Buddha brings forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind and help arise the needed clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance therein. Significance of offering of water. May this offering of pure, clear, cool water lead us to the pure, clear Dhamma. That cruise and doses of the fires of all departments within our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our morality, virtue, and understanding shine forth far and wide, just like the fragrance of this incense which we are offering to the blessed one, who is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance of offering of fruits. May these offerings of fruits remind us of the dana parami of generosity and the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and fruition soon as possible. Then, significance of offering of flowers. May this constant offering of flowers to the blessed one strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi and panya leading to the ultimate liberation the bond free nibbana making of oral aspiration by the power of all these merits born of these offerings May our spiritual faculties of sada, virya, sati, samadhi, and panya be further strengthened until they become balas of power, sharing and transferring merits to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. <coughs> Then we pay respect to Triple Gem. Bhadang Pujemi Pa. Dhamang Pujemi Pa.
Fang Hang Okay, you all can be seated. Then we can have our Dharma sharing. Huh? Uh, okay, today been a Sunday. Huh? Then tomorrow is uh, Tomorrow is 30th, eh? so Monday. After that, first is Labor Day, holiday again. Eh? So you have taken today, or you got one stretch of holiday. <laughs> okay, so it a Sunday. Eh? We usually eh, will have our late... Eh? You wake up late, eh? you can sleep very long. Weekend where you can really uh, break the normal routine of waking up early, <laughs> especially those who are working. And then my wife also used to tell me, "This is only two day I can sleep more. Otherwise, I got to wake up early." <laughs> uh, so regarding today's topic, I think what Huirong suggested could be right. Yeah? If you don't have food, you are not sleepy. <laughs> if you have food, <laughs> you tend to be sleepy. So today, I think you are more attentive. So what topic do you all want me to speak on? Uh, or let the host say say a few words first, eh? then propose something. Okay, hold on. <laughs> or pass it on to the husband. <laughs> Where is one? Uh, can say a few words. Eh? Uh, I'm happy that everybody can come ah, for today. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, maybe I I start with my first question. Ah, <laughs> very good. Okay. okay. Um, uh. I I I have friends. I know yes. sometimes I encounter somebody who uh. Uh, who always ignore the uh. spiritual practices. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, uh. So uh, I I I just wonder in what way uh. Uh, is supposed to uh, not to say convince them, but I know, but. Uh. But how to make them aware that uh, actually they are ignoring uh, another part yes. of the world? Uh, you know? Life, so, which is very important. Yeah, yeah. Because I, the I told them, of life, no matter right? you are a Christian or yeah. Muslim, you, yes. know, you can't ignore them. You know, yeah. Because they are sort of like... Correct. Uh, every time it's it's like, part of life. Uh, yeah, it's part of the life. Uh, without the spiritual understanding, you neglect it. You will get into big trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but but in it, but sometimes we are just like don't know how to talk Correct, to them. Correct. Right. No? I, I, I agree. Skill, I fully yeah. agree. Uh, this is yeah, maybe a very common problem. Uh, I will explain it. Yeah, I think maybe uh, but you can no read no, no. more. About yeah, this it. is like my special uh, ability. <laughs> 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 this is my specialist field. A lot of people are. Uh, they they got this problem with religion and all those things. I will let Hui Rong say a few words first. Uh, uh, his question I sure remember. Uh, <laughs> Very good question. Uh, uh, <非常感謝大家都能夠來。那>, <laughs> <laughs> 不过希望大家会喜欢 yeah. 呃, 
很少有这么多人。哈哈是是我们两个太……不知道为什么哈，我们很少很少，不论是亲戚也好，朋友也好，其实我们两个的生活都太过太过封闭了吗？好像可是可是也没有很刻意就是了哈，所以所以家里很少人会有这么多人来，所以我很高兴。<笑>呃。把时间留给巴德丢，谢谢。那嗯，我要讲我的问题吗？先、啊、先先讲他的吧。嗯，我觉得哎、欸，其实大家其实都在巴德丢那边，呃，尤其是 Tuesday， 其实他都是 Tuesday class 的同学。其实大家都很明白，其实我们必须把 F put 在我们日常的生活里面。但是不能欺骗自己的是，你的心情常常是又上又下，对不对？这个是你不能否认的。那我我我我先说我自己，我我觉得我自己呃，我我这几年比较能够当。我自己在被 emotion 或者是呃心情不好，或者是种种，我可以察觉，然后很快只要我稍微把心收回来一下，我觉得我就能够勾出。所以这个是我觉得我最大的收获。可是我很想知道的是说，在这起起伏伏的的过程中，我认为这是正常的，对不对？这是正常的。那我们怎么样在很失落，或者是很呃，当你很很觉得你停在那边，或者是你没办法再继续往前的时候，你怎么去鼓励自己？除了 Triple g e n 可以帮助我们呀，我我觉得，我觉得好像只有自己可以帮助自己。好，那我。我我我其实很想，呃，每个人有每个人的方法。那我觉得我就是让自己稍微慢下来一下，然后我大概就知道该怎么做。啊，对，算的，算的。那当然，塞人脉大家都很渴望。呀呀呀！可是，呃，我我我我刚开始会认为说，哎呀，我不需要用任何特别技巧。那有就是有，没有就是没有。那我就接受，然后让他可以自然，你可以接受自然，然后就就会过去了。嗯，那我我想请八六六在跟我们讨论说，当你在这个起起伏伏的时候，除了你在睁大眼睛看自己在干什么以外，我们还能怎么样帮助？自己跟别人，其实我我有时候觉得帮助自己很容易，啊，对，很困难。就像我刚跟我老公讲的，因为他有一班很好的高中同学，他是清华毕业，然后他的同学我也都很熟，然后可是我觉得我还跟我老公说，好斯达呢
你怎么不请他们来？<笑>老公说他们没救了。<笑>所以，所以 OK， 好，呃，我也不想强迫他们，因为，所以，所以当当我我我的我其实我的问题是我也不是算问题，就是说，当我们虽然知道我们的生活到底是怎么一回事，可是我们要怎么？样让他走得更坚定，呀、yeah. 啊！虽然你的目标很确定，虽然你知道怎么做，可是我老公常常骂我，<笑>你还是那个样子啊！然<笑>后、yeah. 我有第二个问题，其实我是本来要问这个第二个问题，嗯、mm. ，因为最近卡纳米大走了几个人，呀呀呀！那除了除了。其实这三个人我都不熟， yeah. 但是我觉得，因为因为其实我在这边呃，我的老公父母也都早就不在，然后其实比较没有所谓的亲戚朋友或者是什么，所以其实对我来讲，我很少接触到死亡，嗯，所以我我记得我以前很怕接到半夜的电话。<笑>那一定是我爸爸妈妈怎么了？所以，所以我觉得死亡的课题其实大家都很，虽然明明知道，好像明明知道他是怎么一回事，可是当你的亲人，当你自己，是不是需要准备呢？还是就是让卡玛 take care 卡玛，然后就这样？<笑>如果说我们要准备，我我觉得好像就是做好自己平时 daily 的事情就好了，有什么好准备？每一天都是最后一天。<笑>所以，所以，可是，可是，我觉得死亡的课题在佛教徒来讲，其实是一件很重要的事情。Yeah, very important。不论是南传、北唐传、藏传，各有各的说法。那我我希望保罗就可以针对这个东西，让我们嗯知道怎么一回事。好啊，好 ，Very good question， 发掉。大家应该也还有别的问题吧？啊，那个等一下，太多复杂，因为 I cannot remember anything now， but I can remember the husband's question， where is my speciality？ 对吧？嗯， so 还有什么没有了啊？啊 ，OK， let us rejoice. Sadu, sadu, sadu. See, very good horse with very good question. So you don't have to worry about eh, asking question. <laughs> so I will start off by answering Hui、eh, Long's、uh, husband's first question, which is very good. Like what he said, a lot of people、eh, in this world, including his friend, his uni mate, classmate, and all those things. They lack the understanding of spiritual、uh, aspect of life, and this aspect for those who are cultivator who understand, they know is very important. But there are this group of people, in fact, it's a very big group, who doesn't really see the important, and they are still very heedless. They don't believe in a lot of this. They call this religion. Religion is, of course, part of society,、yeah. 
And sometimes we must agree to the fact that not all religions are teaching the good thing. That religion itself may man good and the so but all religion teaches the follower to have goodness, is right? To cultivate the truth. Then to develop the virtue, the love, the compassion, the tolerance, the understanding. Then be sincere, be truthful, not to cheat, not to deceive, not to commit evil. So all these are in the teaching. But the problem is the follower of the teaching, they don't have the understanding. And most of them didn't follow. Then they use religion in a very negative manner because they want to glorify and promote their religion. So that's why we see in society a lot of people don't like to get involved with religion because ah yeah, this religion or they, they either ask you to worship, yeah, pray, then they want you to donate and all those things. So these are the type of religion that they are familiar with. That's why they don't even want to look at it. And they have a closed mind over it. Yeah. Then some of the educated ones. Huh? The educated one is also in a way quite similar. They thought they are very educated. So what they say is, don't go and believe all this nonsense. Huh? <laughs> they say they have their own very narrow view of what the true religion is. So what? I'm trying to uh, lead you into is the reality of society and why humanity, most of them are like that. But if you are a true cultivator, if you really have the understanding of the teaching of those true religion that has the truth, then your approach to life is different. Yes, Kimon, I think got problem. Eh? <laughs> Uh, off there, you uh, not off there. Uh. Oh, I'll wait a minute, sir. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Uh. Still got distortion, huh? Testing, testing, one, ah, okay, better, huh? Yeah. So what I'm trying to explain is society has its own perception of religion. But for those true cultivators who really have the understanding of the truth, their approach to spirituality is different. So I prefer to use the word it happened huh? because this unit tend to have some uh, contact problem huh? contact problem so contact sometimes can be the mic huh? or the wire and other things but don't worry whatever the condition yeah? the echoed and flow then everything will be okay huh? worst case scenario we have a spare one 
<laughs> in the car. Uh, I brought the other one. So coming back to answering, uh, every time I want to go to the main point, I just thought that I think go and get the pieces you need. Uh, you start, uh, give us a minute. Uh, uh, Testing, 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 one, two, three, ah, okay. Uh, is it on already, that side? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. on. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Ah, okay. So hopefully this one is without distortion. Yeah. Uh. Oh, you'll be able to, yeah, this one is no problem. The wireless one also. Eh? Okay, good. We already got the uh, system replaced. So from now onward, I think we will have no problem eh? with the distortion of the uh, speech or whatever that we uh, discuss on. Okay, coming back to the topic eh? regarding the spirituality, the spiritual understanding of life. What I did was because over the past uh, 2004, 13 over years uh, of sharing, uh, I came to know human being is not easy uh, to learn things when they are not in trouble. You understand that? sentence. Uh, when they go don't have problem, anything you say also, uh, uh, you say, don't go and talk about this. Because every time we go in the spiritual, uh, they either, either argue about God, 
or they will come across certain reality that they don't like to listen. Uh, especially like Hui Rong say, death. Mian Tui Wang. When you talk about death, uh, forget about it. We got more important things to do. So this is what society is all about. That's why I always tell you all, if there is no condition to say something or to share, please don't be too eager to share. You have to wait for causes and conditions. Means sui yen. You know what is sui yen or not? You must wait for appropriate conditions. If no condition, no point. Nothing will happen. Like the Buddha said, whatever that arise, there must be causes and conditions. Otherwise, it won't arise. So for you to have the ability to share to or impart that spiritual understanding so that people will listen to you, there are some criteria behind. If these criteria are not there, it's not easy. So for most people, I realize, they cannot put the message across. And not only they cannot put the message across, they get scolded some more. They some more tell you, hey, don't try to force me to believe all this nonsense. Uh, or they may even straight away tell you off. Uh, hey, you go and sell your own belief system at your own temple or your own church. Uh, you don't come to this place to say all this. Uh, so all these are very common. Then I was told a lot of WhatsApp group, uh, initially when they started, wow, a lot of hoo-ha, uh, they discuss a lot of things. Then somebody too anxious to convert people, eh? uh, especially certain particular religion. Eh? Oh, they start to send all those things in. No? Oh, once they one go in, eh, then a lot of counter response will come. Uh, then finally, they land themselves into misunderstanding, argument. Then some of them were threatened to pull up <laughs> until the WhatsApp group have to come out with a rule. Uh, so what they did is, don't discuss religion <laughs> inside the WhatsApp group. Otherwise, big problem. But our classmate one is better. Yeah. So what we did was, there was one person, very vocal, very vocal. And he really, so vocal until he really hit you very hard. Until everybody also don't know what to do with him. So the administrator, off-site, talked to him, warned him. He said, okay, I won't be so vocal, yeah. but I want to express my point. So after a few days, quiet down, then he start all over again. Oh. So what happened was, he was given three warnings, and yet he didn't change so what the administrator did was he sent all the messages that he he communicated with him offline eh, into a group of us who actually uh, helped to to monitor this WhatsApp group eh, and we are very close. Then he asked, he said, how many of you support that we take him off? How many don't support? <laughs> 
so that question become a dilemma. So simultaneously, uh, they they call what uh, nobody opposed is called what. Uh, there's an English word is uh, unanimous. Uh. Is it unanimous? No, no, a unanimous decision means nobody opposed. Everybody agreed to take him outside. <laughs> uh, it's a unanimous decision, isn't it? <laughs> Without hesitation, no, everybody say, just take him outside, problem gone. Oh. And until today, he is still outside. Uh, and the whole of the Alastar classmate was, was very good <laughs> until today. Then lately, election. Uh, they also know oh, it's another big topic uh, that will create a lot of misunderstanding. So they say, okay, don't discuss this on this side. You want to discuss privately. Yeah? You have your own WhatsApp group or chat group. Yeah. So these are the conditions of society, of humanity. And what I want you to understand is if you ever participate in all these ones, group M, most of you I know you are quiet. That's why you don't have problem. Yeah? But if you are one of those that is quite vocal yeah, and try to be right and promote what you think is the truth or the good religion, you will end up with big problems. Yeah. So never do any of this if you don't see the condition. If you see the condition, are then different. That's why just now I said there are a few conditions that can arise for you to say all this. So what happens is you yourself is the first condition. You can change. Like Hui Rong say, it's easy to change yourself when you understand the Dhamma, but not easy to change others. Then her question is, in a way, related to the husband's question. How can we let these people understand? Well, some of them are just, like you say, cannot be helped anymore. Yeah? Means you also give up on them because they just refuse to listen and they are not interested. Yeah. But when you understand the beauty of this teaching, in this particular case, what I'm referring to is the Buddha's teaching. Yeah. I don't want to use the word Buddhist teaching because it will carry the meaning of a religion. Yeah. The beauty of the Buddha's teaching is it's about truth. It's, to me, it's not really a religion in its sense. It's just about truth. Nature's truth. That's why his teaching is called the Dhamma. The Dhamma is basically truth. And the essence of his teaching is the Four Noble Truth. He calls it Noble Truth because this truth, when you understand, you will understand the essence of nature's truth. Then you can become enlightened once. An enlightened one during the time of the Buddha are called noble ones. That's why he called this the four noble truth, the essence of his teaching, because these are noble truth. When you put it to practice, cultivate it, and you develop the understanding of it, it will make you enlightened. And when you are enlightened, you are very noble in all aspects of life. You carry the embodiment of his teaching. You are very noble in your approach to life, in the way you understand life. That's why you will have right view leading to right thought. The way you communicate, 
right speech, right communication. Then the way you live life and act, right living, right livelihood, and right action. Then your mind is very different. Your mind is no longer heedless, deluded, selfish. No more of all those negative tendencies. Because when you have this understanding of the teaching of the nature's law that governs life and existence, then you realize to live life is very easy. To improve our life is very easy. To make changes to our life is very easy. Because this Four Noble Truths explain to us, in essence, the secret of life. All of life, both the mundane and the supramundane, they are all inside there. The first Noble Truth talks about the reality of life and existence. Means everything you do in life, as long as you live life long enough, the Buddha said you will face this eight reality. And this eight reality will cover all aspects of life. Whatever you do will be covered under this eight reality. Because the final summary will include all. Yeah, the first seven are already very comprehensive. So the Buddha said, as a human being, if we go through life, we will confront the first four, birth, old age, sickness, and death. Everybody has to confront them if you live long enough. Then when you are confronted with these four realities, can you cope? Just like what Huirong said, Can you become calm and peaceful when facing the possibility of death? Death could be death of your loved one, somebody that is very close to you, or your own life. And this is the teaching that can help you understand. Just the Buddha's teaching is very profound. It allows you to go beyond this form and mind. The physical body and the mind or the consciousness that is trapped inside. And he said our human being that we believe is real is not what you think when you meditate. That when you understand that it is not really you, then you will look at life in a completely different perspective. Then you understand this physical body and mind, which is a human being. If it's not me, then what is it? How is it related to my life? How is it related to my nature? Then the Buddha, he said, under the Bowie tree when he realized the enlightenment, he said he realized this physical body is made up of elements and it has its condition. That's why it's not him. He goes the way of nature. He will grow old, he will get sick, and he will die. So if it's not me, then this physical body is like a vehicle for me to come to this world to use, to take me around, and to have the senses to allow me to arise the senses or sense of consciousness. It can give rise to seeing consciousness, hearing consciousness, smell, taste, tactile, and thought consciousness. So these are the marvel of this physical body and mind. If it's not me, then it's for me to use. Then I learn to use it. That's why I don't have to worry about it getting old, getting sick and dying, and my problem is gone. Then the mind is the same. It's for me to use. 
So if I were to understand that this mind is for me to use, then I wouldn't be so foolish as to abuse myself by using it negatively. So this thought process or mind is like a tool, T-O-O-L. Take for example a knife. That knife, if you know how to use it to shape vegetables, to cut fruits, to use it for carving or whatever that can help us, then you know how to use it. It's appropriate. But if you are to use that knife negatively to cut yourself, harm yourself, hurt yourself, and hit our others, that is definitely foolish, delusion, stupidity. Yet nobody will do that. But human beings, when they don't have this understanding of the spiritual teaching, they are basically using their thought negatively to harm themselves, hurt themselves, and make themselves miserable. That's why people get into depression. People project their thought and develop the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the sorrow, the lamentation. And they attach to this physical form and mind. Then later on, not only they attach to the physical form, they attach to the aggregates of mind. Your views, your opinion, your belief system, your conditioning. Then when you start to cling onto your emotion, your feeling, your views, your opinion, your thought processes, whatever that you hold on to memory, your phobia, your scars of memory, your hatred, your anger, your envy and your jealousy, etc. Then you become miserable, you become afflicted, and you can even go into depression with suicidal thoughts. So this is what the teaching is all about. When you understand, you will never do it to yourself. These are all wrong thoughts, the Buddha said. It's like using the thought negatively to harm yourself, hurt yourself. Then when you get angry, you hit out at others with your speech, your action, your views, your opinion, and you created so much negativity towards the world. You pollute the world consciousness. You make people miserable. Your negative energy and vibration, your anger, your hatred, stress you up and stress others up. Then all these are negative tendency and energy field. They will cause your immune system to go down. They will lead to disease and all those things. Then it will create negative karmic conditioning with action, speech, and thought process. They have their karmic negativity behind. When you use your thought wrongly, negatively, with all the three evil roots of greed, hatred, and delusion. And this is how human beings get into trouble. This is how suffering comes to be. Misery. Then not only this first four, the Buddha said, the fifth reality, the six and the seven, is the same. The fifth reality, the Buddha said, whatever you think you own, your loved one, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, your good friend, or your good neighbor, or even your property, your wealth, your business. Whatever that you hold on to dearly. The Buddha said, these are all conditioned arising phenomena or things. They don't really belong to you. 
when condition is there for you to own your own but when condition cease to be it will cease to be condition means take for example your loved ones when they don't have this possibility of separation from you separation can happen in many ways there is like you have good relationship with them you own them you have them let's say your wealth your property your business and whatever during a economic crisis condition is such you make a mistake you make a wrong call you may lose everything and overnight is no more yours then you will be afflicted easily then old age sickness and disease or death can happen then there is separation from loved ones then there is also separation due to relationship failure when you cannot agree on many things the couple or the spouse or even those who are not married they decide to separate so it will lead to separation of relationship or divorce or sometimes misunderstanding between the spouse between the children and the parent between the in-law and the daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law then also between good friends brothers and sisters so all this can lead to separation then the other one is during uh, they call nature's disaster when it hit it can be war riot earthquake tsunami or whatever or even building collapse you can lose your loved one so all these are the possibility or condition for it to happen then later on the buddha say not only separation alone can cause suffering and misery when you are with people whom you don't like the same thing can happen is it when you are in your working career when you come out to work you may not always work in a good company where all the colleagues are very friendly very truthful very sincere you may have to confront certain people whom you don't like like your bosses your superior who are motivated by performance by whatever they believe in so some of them have this funny management skill or tactic management by fear and harassment they put fear in the staff they harass them to deliver then they create a lot of problem for their subordinate but they don't have a what they call feeling for it because their heart is different they are very selfish they are motivated by their own selfish intent so when you are with people whom you don't like you can face a lot of problem you may be very you may be subjected to a very stressful condition or environment then the fear of losing your job job security the fear of losing things that you hold on to dearly all this will cause problem then people whom you don't like can also be your family member eh? your parents who always scold you harass you 
and look down on you. Or sometimes it could be your mother-in-law, your step-parents, step-father, step-mother, who wants to air their anger and take advantage of you. Or sometimes school children, when they go to school, the school may have gangsterism, bullies and all those things. Then sometimes they fear their teacher, aggressive teachers. So all this can lead to mental agony, mental misery. Yeah. Then the seventh one is when you cannot get what you want, the Buddha said, when things don't go your way, when your expectations in life are not met, you become unhappy, <coughs> you become afflicted. And this one, if you are not mindful, you are not careful, throughout the day, your mind reacts this way. Most of the time, it's unhappy, miserable. That's why you have like and dislike. Then you have this consciousness that keeps on arising, pleasant and unpleasant. Sensual desire and ill will. All this is going to be part of your consciousness. And because throughout the day, whenever you see something, hear something, smell, tactile, feel, or think, you react to sense experience. You have a lot of this sensual desire and you will like and dislike, pleasant and unpleasant. So you are never peaceful. You are never at peace. You don't have equanimity. You are always stressed out, drawn into the duality of life then this will make you heedless, the Buddha said. And it becomes habitual tendency. Yes, every day you do that. Essential desire and ill will is the first two major mental hindrances that hinders your mind from becoming peaceful, entering the meditative state of inner peace, inner calmness. So these are the things that will make you miserable, the lack of peace the lack of calmness within, the agitated mind, the problematic mind that has a lot of mental issues, mental problems. So this reality, the Buddha said, if you confront them without wisdom, human beings tend to suffer, humanity tends to suffer. So in modern world, we relate it in a slightly different way. If we use words which are more uh, uh, more conducive for modern people to associate with or to develop the clearer understanding. So instead of saying birth, always sickness and death, yeah, we will talk about the problems of having children. When you have children, Wherever there is birth, a lot of responsibility comes with birth. If anything were to happen to the children because of your attachment, you will be afflicted. So that fear will arise. The unhappiness will arise. So when things don't go your way, when things happen in a negative way, like this child is subject to sickness, disease, potential problem or death. And these are very common. 
even if the child is born normal without sickness and other things. But as it goes through life, the parent worries about this child, this child's future potential. The stages of growing up that the child goes through, they are subject to a lot of what they call parental care and concern. And anything can make the parent miserable. So that fear is very real, very intense. You don't have the Dhamma. But you have the Dhamma, all this can be taken care of. Then coming to getting old. If you use the word getting old, the young people will not understand. They will say, why worry? I am still young. It's a long time to go. But when you tell them dementia, Dementia is what? When you grow old, huh? <laughs> my memory is no good. So, when you relate to them huh, about when you see your grandparents huh, going through the old age phase, their senses, their organs are failing them, Manasa. They are deteriorating and they start to develop more and more of this sickness and disease. Some of them can be very traumatic. So when you relate them in this way, they understand. Now, sometimes young people also have depression now. They also have very funny diseases. Uh, cancer, lymphoma is not only subject to old people, young people also have it. Then HIV, stroke, heart attack. Yeah. So all these are part of life. Then when we talk about career problem, also a lot of people will understand. Yeah. Then when we talk about health problem, they also understand. Yeah. Then you talk about financial problem, not getting what you want, they also understand. Business failure, and also. then relationship problem, you talk about divorce court case and all those things. They will understand. So this spiritual understanding is very important. The Buddha finally summarized all this. Is in short, it is because of our self-delusion, failing to understand that this form and mind, the physical body and mind, the human being, is not what you think. It's not real. Because this one is impermanent, dependent, originating, condition arising, cause of phenomena. It goes the way of nature. It's not a permanent, unchanging entity that you can say, this is me, this is I. So this is a vehicle and a tool for you to come to this world, to live life, to experience life, to do whatever you want with it. So use it. Don't be deluded by it, deceived by it. Don't attach and cling on to it and worry about it. So the final summary is the Buddha said, if you deludedly grasp and cling to this physical body and mind, suffering will be the end result. And that is the final summary. Then this physical body and mind, the Buddha subdivide further into five aggregates. They call it the five aggregate of form and mind. The aggregate of form is a physical body, the physical form. First aspect. Second aspect is mental form, external form that you bring in from outside like whatever you can perceive through your senses. 
through your seeing, hearing, smell, taste, tactile, or thought process. Then you have the mind, which the Buddha subdivide into feeling, where your mind can feel, your mind can perceive, your mind can think and arise mental activity, mental states. Then your mind also can become conscious of what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what you tactile feel and things. So he said, this four aggregate of mind plus the fifth aggregate of form defines the human being. He said, if we attach or cling or grasp onto this five aggregate, suffering will be the end result. If you attach to your feeling, you will become afflicted. Because your feeling is either pleasant or unpleasant. Like and dislike. So either way, it's a craving. When this condition change, the emotion will change, the feeling will change. That's why when you cannot get what you want, you attach to one aspect of the feeling, the good feeling. When this feeling change and become negative feeling or suffering, you will become afflicted. So when you cannot get what you want, which is the seventh condition, suffering will arise. So the Buddha said, any of the five aggregate, whether feeling or the thing you perceive, you can perceive your loved one, your property, your business, your title, whatever that you think you own. Even your own race, your own country, your own school. If you attach and cling on to the perception, you will suffer. Because sooner or later they will separate from you. When your breath stops, your entity erased, you also have to give up all this. They no longer <coughs> belong to you. Sometimes when you are still alive, the condition may arise for them to disappear from you. Yeah, when conditions cease to be, you will cease to be. You will lose them all. So the Buddha said, if you understand all this, and you understand the nature's law that governs life and existence, especially the law of karma, he said every day we have to contemplate the five daily contemplation to develop this wisdom so that we are not deceived. He said this body of ours is of the nature to grow old, get sick and die, but it doesn't belong to us. It is made of element, goes the way of nature. So when you reflect and understand, next time when you get old, get sick and die, then you know this physical form is not you. Then there is no more problem. I use it. I don't have to worry about getting old and getting sick or die. But this one goes the way of nature. If conditions is to be, I accept, I'm at peace. Then I don't attach, don't cling. I got no problem. My consciousness can free. But if I believe it's me, that fear, that worry, the anxiety is so strong, the delusion is so strong, it will really afflict you. So this is how you free. Then the fourth contemplation is about separation from loved ones and possession. I already explained. You reflect and condition uh, and reflect and contemplate that they are condition arising, and because they are condition arising, it's not a permanent unchanging entity. It's not real. You cannot own anything. But you yourself is also not real, not a permanent unchanging entity. So how can the impermanent own anything that is impermanent? There is no reality. 
So don't be deluded, don't be foolish. Understand that these are nature's condition, following nature's law. Only mighty nature rolling by. Then you got no more problem. Then the last one, the Buddha said, you have to remember each and every one of us is it, whether human being or living being. We are born of our karma, heir to our karma, conditioned and supported by our karma. And we are what we are because of karma. If that is the reality, if that is the truth, then what must we do? We must take care of karma. Otherwise, our life becomes afflicted, miserable. Well, our life depends entirely on karma. We are born of it. We inherit everything that the karma or karmic nature conditions us into. And we are what we are because of that karmic nature. So if we don't take care of karma, our life will be afflicted. We will become miserable. So to improve your life, to make a difference to your life, so that when you are here as a human being, living life, you can have better life. You need to take care of karma. That's why the spiritual understanding is about how to take care of karma. To take care of karma, we need to meditate. We need to train our mind. We need to develop the quality of mind that is superior, that is no longer heedless like before, with the delusion, with the lack of understanding. So when we do this, when we train our mind to be peaceful, to be calm, to have the wisdom, the understanding, and the clarity to see things as they are, to understand the reality and not to be deluded by it, then our mind is always at peace, heedful. When it's peaceful and heedful, it doesn't have problem. It doesn't have fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow and lamentation because it's no longer deluded. That's why there is always this inner peace, inner calmness, inner stillness, stability of mind, peacefulness of mind, awareness within. And we, this mind that is trained has this very unique quality that it can enable the human being, the human condition, not to suffer anymore. Because with this wisdom and understanding developed and connected to the human being, which is the form and mind, this human being will never be deluded by the phenomenal world anymore. It will not be deceived by birth, away, sickness and death and all the realities of life and existence. Then it can understand them clearly. Then it can accept them for what they are and it can be at peace with the world under all conditions and circumstances. Then when you take care of karma, karma take care of your life. Then you reap what you sow. Do good because good. Do evil because evil. So you plant the seed of goodness, wholesomeness, virtue, your life, which is dependent on it, will become beautiful. That's why you want to have good life. You want to have all the wealth, the virtue, the success. You better cultivate accordingly. Because you reap what you sow. Do good because good. So if you want people to be kind to you, good to you, the nature to be generous towards you. You must cultivate all this virtue. You must be kind to people, honest, sincere, virtuous. 
Because when you do this, these are your merits, your parami, your virtue. Then it will come back to you in the form of karmic inheritance. That's why during the Buddha's time, the people asked the Buddha, what is the highest protection? Because they want to protect themselves from disease, from calamity, from all these problems of life. Uh, like being kidnapped, involved in accident, having all this divorce going on, or misunderstanding, leading to all the sorrow and the lamentation. The Buddha said, the highest protection or the real protection is your virtue. If you don't have virtue, nothing protects. Only virtue protects. That's why his advice comes from this nature's law. When he understands this law of karma, he comes out with this teaching. He said, all Buddhas teach the same thing, only one thing. Avoid all evil, do good, and purify the mind. So if you do that, we are following the advice of the Buddha, means you got no karmic negativity. You only cultivate virtue, goodness, kindness, sincerity, pleasantness, gentleness, and all those uh, virtue uh, like respect, gratitude, contentment, sincerity, uh, kindness, goodness, gentleness. So all this will become your inheritance, the Buddha said. When you cultivate them, when the friction of it comes, people will be kind to you, sincere to you, honest to you, have love towards you, and all these things will come back to you. And because you don't cause them any negativity, coming negativity or evil, when you go through life, you will not have to face all these conditions, because you have not committed them. So you won't be kidnapped. You won't get into big problems and all these things. Because karma is, you reap what you sow, do good, biggest good, do evil, biggest evil. So the best way to improve your life is to understand this and follow the advice of the Buddha. So when you go through life, you have problem. Tell yourself, there are causes and conditions behind. Like the Buddha said, it's all basically karma, 100%. Because we are born our karma, heir to our karma, conditions supported by our karma. We are what we are because. So if you need to understand and ask for forgiveness and seek repentance, then vow not to repeat all this, then follow the advice of the Buddha to avoid all evil to good, purify your mind to develop the wisdom, so that you can bring about a better life to improve your life. So when you avoid all evil means you have to keep your precept, the minimum five precepts, so that all the major evils are not committed. You don't kill people or harm people. You don't steal and misappropriate from people. You don't lie. You don't cheat. You don't deceive. You don't speak harshly. You don't backbite and do all the funny things to people. Then you don't commit sexual misconduct. Then you don't partake in toxic drugs that will make your consciousness low and bring about downfall. So all this is the teaching that can bring forth the great change in one's life to transform one's life. You don't have to believe in Feng Shui anymore. 
You don't have to believe the medium, the momo and all that. No need. We are, all these are not relevant to life. The real thing that decides how you will live your life or what type of life you are going to have is your karma. So if that is the real thing that is affecting your life, then why are you wasting your time not developing this spiritual teaching to understand life clearly and live life in accordance so that your life is taken care of, so that you will have the good life. So coming back to the question, how to teach all these people, we need to have the condition and the understanding. Means first, you yourself must cultivate this understanding, then make it a living reality. Like Hurong said, to change ourselves is easy. The silent mind, train our mind to be heedful, to be mindful, to be aware, so that we can see our own evil roots, the mental intention, our own greed, selfishness, anger, hatred, envy, jealousy, self-delusion, attachment, clinging, grasping. So when we see them, then we realize how they condition you into negativity and bring about suffering. Then you can develop the wisdom to retrospectively reverse this so that you can be at peace, so that you will never fall back to the old way to become heedless again, so that this negativity or mind state, they will be rooted out. Then after you transform, you realize your life changed. Because this good way of living will bring about the good karma and the good condition for you to receive or reap what you sow. Then all this positive energy, positive virtue, goodness, kindness will bring about great condition for your life to turn around. Then your character, your personality change. Because you are no longer selfish, deluded emotional like before, fearful. All this cease to be. Then you have more and more kindness, goodness. You have more and more virtue. Then when your friends, your colleague, or even your own children, your spouse, when they see you different, more calm, more peaceful, more understanding, have more joy, more happiness, more responsible. All this virtue will shine for, will stand out. Then they have faith in you. They know something must have happened to you. Then when they have problem, when you say anything, your approach is different. Where you approach from the understanding. Then you are in the position to advise them. But like what I say, you must look for the causes and conditions. Don't simply like too eager to teach or share. No. Suiyan, when there is no condition, cannot. So even your loved one, you wait till they have problem. Uh, after they have problem, because you are mindful, you are sensitive, you will know. Uh, then you talk to them. Boy, girl, you don't seem to be like your normal self today. Is there anything that you want to share with me? Did something happen? I tell you, you can be so sensitive. Your kid will respond to you. Like how I observe my kid, my son. Yeah. That time he was very young, standard four. He came home, he was not his normal self. He sat there crying in tears. And I knew something hit him. As I went near him, I talked to him. I said, what happened? 
did something happen in the school? Because after he came home, he became like that. Then he started to cry, you know. Then he told me what happened. He said he got one classmate. Eh? His best friend, you know? he liked this classmate a lot. He stand up for all, you know, that time. Well, this friend was also academically very good. He can only talk to him, but the rest all, well, they were ahead of the class. He, he was very mature. Then only this classmate can talk to him. One day, uh, he heard the teacher confirm uh, that this classmate of him is not coming back anymore. That he passed away. Uh, stand up for uh, passed away because of some disease. And my son cannot accept it. My son keep on asking the teacher you know, for three days in a row. Say, what happened to my this classmate? How come I didn't see him? Then the teacher said, don't know. He didn't even take leave. Then on the third day, someone don't know. But on the fourth day, the teacher knew because the parent came and informed the teacher. Then he cried. You know. He cannot accept the reality that this friend died. Where he attached to him. Where he was the only classmate that had dialogue with him, talk to him, and at that level of understanding. So after I heard what he said, I said, Ah, oh, okay, now I know. No wonder you are like that. It's very normal. I said, Living being will have this type of emotion, reaction, and unhappiness. So I said, You want to learn something or not? I said, I will teach you. I said that he also went through life, also have seen a lot of these cases. Uh, for me, this is a reality, I said. Death is a reality. Sooner or later it will happen. Everybody must die. Whether you die young or you die old, this is a reality. Not only your that classmate is subject to. I said, your grandparent also passed away already, I said. Then, Daddy's great great grandparent and grandparent also passed away already. So one day I say, Your papa, your kongkong also will pass away, which is my parent. And similarly, me, I will also pass away. That this is a reality. Nobody can live eternally. Death is a reality. Then I say, Why did we suffer? I say it's only your thought, the thought that hold on to this. Without this thought, you are free. This thought come about because we cannot accept this reality. The reality is, he is dead. He has passed away, whatever the reason. And this is a reality. And reality is the truth. You cannot fight truth. Either you agree and accept this reality and be at peace with it, or you react to it and become miserable and suffer like what you have gone through. I say you are so sad today because you heard that reality that you refuse to accept. I say it's just a thought. And what is a thought? Arise and pass away. Impermanent. Not real. Not what you think. But when you hold on to it and give it power, it can torment you, make you miserable. And this is what you have gone through. So when I said that, uh, he suddenly looked at me. You know, and he said, okay. I will reflect on it. Mm -hmm. Then he went back to his room. 
Next morning, he came down. Oh, Daddy, you are right. It's only a thought. He got no more problem. How can he come out of it? Because I explained to him, he's a very simple man. This is the reality. Either you accept or you become afflicted, miserable. It's going to cause you all these problems. So Dhamma is this way. When there is condition, you speak, they will listen. Then when you speak the truth, the understanding is there, then you, they will have faith in you. So all these people that have problem when they come, I find it so easy to talk to them and to let them understand. But human beings is like that. No problem, they won't come to the spiritual understanding. You ask them, you say, ah, yeah, I got no time, la. I got appointment, la. I got this, la. I got that. Uh, then they say, I still need to work, la. wait till I retire. Uh, after they retire, they say, cannot, la. I still got other commitment. Uh, maybe wait till I'm more stable, eh? I got less commitment, then I will come. Because they are not interested. But when they are hit by the reality, then that time, no need to tell them, uh, they will come and see you. Uh, then that time they trust everything. Bomo, everything, they will go. And they go to all this because last time they were bomo before they cheat people, they deceive people. That's why you go back. Karma, you, you reap what you sow. So you take care of karma, you don't try to deceive and cheat people. You will not go to all this wrong thing. Even some of the Dhamma friends told me, your brother, tell what you say is correct. Uh, sometimes you sway, uh, you go to a wrong specialist and wrong doctor. You pay so much uh, and get con and cheated uh, and nothing happened. No. Uh, but some very lucky, you know, first one go correct already, then problem <laughs> So I said, because last time they, they didn't con people. Last time you con people, that's why you go back to all these type of people. So if you have faith in the spiritual teaching, you have faith in the law of karma, then you don't have to have what they call security in life. You know what is security? You want to make sure you have financial stability. Where you think with financial stability, you are very secure in life. You are not. Maybe you are more secure, but you are not. Security can come in many ways. First, job security. Okay. The other one is, you scare your house, people break in. So, what you do? You install all the security measures. Eh? You put alarm, you put camera, <laughs> you clear it out, everything. Why are you so insecure? You say, society now cannot lah, you must do it. Like everybody do it. Because the human mind has fear. Security is a myth. Myth, you know what is a myth, sana? Mythology, eh? M-Y-T-H, is actually a false thing. It's not real. True security comes from understanding the teaching. If you take care of karma, karma takes care of your life. Understand? If you can avoid the condition by cultivating virtue and all those things, that's why the Buddha says virtue protect. If you have never cheated, never steal, never misappropriate or what, condition for this to happen is very low. Then if you know how to avoid the condition means you don't go and show off on the sana. Got a little bit of money or some people no money also want to do very nice automatic gate and all those things. Then renovate the house until like palace. I tell you, you are 
asking for trouble and so you create conditions for people to come and mark your house and rob you or kidnap you but if you live a normal life low profile does not instigate anything then all these things would not have the condition to arise so security comes from understanding yourself developing all the condition for you to have security not through securing security through your own thought process your own delusion like job security you have already studied you have already developed the attribute or the qualification to do this job properly you don't have to worry about job security Anasana. Your people will value you according to your capability, your ability to deliver, to work. So job security comes from making sure that you have this quality in you, that people need you. And people will have to pay you what you are worth. Because when you have this ability and this quality or this attribute, a lot of people who know how to look for good stuff, they are willing to try you out because maximum three months but if you are really good and can deliver they have everything to gain that's how I before I retire the last job I went I never go for interview anymore uh, they hit hunt me then I go there I tell them I'm not looking for a job I'm capable of big things I can deliver if you have the framework yeah, all the structure for wow, one o'clock eh? so I had to summarize the rest eh? so all this come from understanding when you have the Dhamma you just cultivate accordingly transform your mind develop the virtue the understanding that everything you do you are different that people can feel you the way you speak the way you communicate because you command respect you command faith and you don't have to go and promote yourself. No. You don't have to go and advertise yourself. No. Word of mouth, people will come to know. That's how they have faith and they come. And so far, everyone that come, turn around. Turn around. Especially the last few years. Yeah. Then, when you want to talk to classmate and friend, it's not easy. Unless there is condition. Yeah. Where these people, most of my classmates, they, they are too wealthy, too rich, and they don't have much problem. Uh, but recently, they got sickness, health issue, health problem. So now, we talk less about career, making money, on. now all about health. <laughs> if you experience this or not, you got any specialist who is good one or not in this field. And that field. So it's a different mindset. Last time, uh, nobody interested in health. Well, we were still young. Oh. So, society is like that. Humanity is like that. So, what I will do is, I think I have answered your husband's question. Hui Rongon, the second question is, uh, how to relate it to your daily life. Yeah? Yeah. So, daily life, you need to train your mind, cultivate heedfulness, yeah? the silent mind, stabilize it. Then through that, develop the wisdom, the awakening. Yeah. Then you can improve yeah, your cultivation through the daily mindfulness. 
that is the most important. When the daily mindfulness really stabilizes, the result will be very, very different. And you will see all this. Yeah. she was asking, you all have done what you all know. Is there any other way to improve yourself through an understanding? So the cultivation of the daily mindfulness is the most important. You cannot be mindful in the midst of life, means you are not heedful. And like the Buddha said, heedfulness is the path to the deathless. The heedful never die, whereas heedlessness is the path to the dead. You cannot be mindful all the time, most of the time, in the midst of life, means daily mindfulness not stable. Then your meditation very difficult to take off unless you have cultivated before in the past. Otherwise, every time you are back to society or go back to normal daily life, you lack heedfulness. You lack the ability to be ever mindful. So because of that, most cultivators find it very difficult to progress. You can go in and out of retreat for umpteen time, no use. The moment you are out of retreat, you go back to square one, heedless again. So daily mindfulness is key. Then the last question is about facing death. Facing death. What must you do? That's why finally it's still wisdom. When you can meditate until you can connect to your true nature, your true mind, then you will know no one dies, nothing dies. Because the consciousness inside is energy, cannot die. Then that nature never born. That's why it will never die. That nature is the unconditioned. It's a nature inside. It's not a being subject to birth and death. That's why that one is eternalized. So when you realize this, then you can confront death. Death is nothing. But you will come to know nothing dies. Yeah, everything is just form a mind, form a mind, dependent, originating, conditionalized. Yeah, within the conditioned world, there is no such thing as a permanent, unchanging entity. Everything is just dependent, originating, conditionalizing. Not surreal, not what you think. Even that unconditioned, the eternal life, the true nature, the true mind, the oneness, or whatever that upon enlightenment you come to realize that one is also not a being not a permanent unchanging entity that one cannot come out and live life that nature is real exists but it is the unconditioned it doesn't need condition to manifest it's when everything ceases then only you realize that's why it's very deep very profound not until you realize that means at least first stage of sainthood. When you have that realization, then you will be able to confront death. Otherwise, you cannot confront death. Otherwise, you use your initial wisdom. The body made of element, not me. Okay, Go the way of nature. Then like what I told my son, death is a reality. Everybody is subject to it, not only you. Everything that arises must die. Like the Buddha said, whatever that is born eh, will die. Whatever that is of the nature to arise is of the nature to cease. 
That is the reality. Just dependent on condition they arise. When condition ceases to be, it ceases to be. And human being call it death. Actually, nothing dies. Death is separation of consciousness from the form. But the nature is different. The consciousness that come out is different again. This is the random of consciousness. If you have gone through the death process, you will know how to die. Uh, and you will come to know nothing dies. Uh, so this aspect is more difficult, more deep, which you need to meditate to realize. Uh, but it's within your ability, because with the sharing, uh, with all the notes, the transcript, everything, I think you can easily develop the understanding of it. Then just have to put in the hard work to train your mind, to develop the ability to be mindful in the midst of life, daily mindfulness. And then you silence your mind. Then you can realize that cessation, the enlightenment, the awakening. Then you understand clearly what that true mind is all about. Then you can connect to that true nature. And from there, the direct seeing will awaken your form and mind. It will give rise to the understanding, the wisdom. Then with that, you can really, really understand life clearly and use the understanding to live life beautifully. That's how you can get to live life to the fullest and to experience the pristine beauty and wonders of life moment to moment without having to worry about life anymore, without having to have fear, worry, anxiety, light. And all this will cease from your mind state. It will be rooted out. Where you know all these are not real. Then you get to live the life of an enlightened being, the noble one. And that phase is the most beautiful, the third phase of Dhamma, Ativeda. Okay? So with that, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. With that we can end. Eh? Then you can have your lunch. <laughs> but you want to share marriage first or not? Easier. Eh? Uh, we better share marriage first. Eh? Let us recall to mind eh, all of the wholesomeness that we have developed over the past maybe one over hour. Eh? Uh, then we shall share and transfer this marriage to all beings, starting with the devas. Akka sata chabumata deva naga mahindika punyang tang anumoditwa Chirang Rakantulo Kasasana Itawata Chamehi Sampadan Punya Sampadan Sape Deva Anamodantu Sapasampati Sidia Idang Menyatinang Hotu Sukita Hontunya Tayo Idang Menyatinang Hotu Sukita hontunya tayo, idang menyatinang hotu, sukita hontunya tayo, imina punyang kamena, mame bala samagamo, satang samagamo hotu, yawa nivana patia, sadu, sadu. Okay, you can pay respect to the Buddha, then after that you can have your lunch. Yeah? Thank you.